Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast, All That, where my brother and I talk about all the good, geeky, pop culture things from the 90s and get all nostalgic and relive our childhoods. I'm James. And I'm Joe. And this week, we're finally back. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we've been working really hard on on what we're going to go over or talk about this week and in the coming weeks. And that is what we mentioned in our last podcast, the 64 video game tournament of doom or death or doom (laughs) or that. So we put together a list uh, or a bracket of, of the 64 best games of the 90s. And you may be asking yourself, self, how did they come up with the 64 best games of the 90s? Well, I'm going to tell you. So what we did is I, I, I we went online and sort of tried to come up with the, the way we wanted to rank things. We could have done sort of our best 64 games, but that would have been really biased on our part. We could have done the the 64 most popular games or best rated games but who cares or who knows what games are best rated all the rating sites have different ratings um so what we did and this is sort of why it took us so long we were going back and forth trying to figure out what the best way to do it in the end we sort of settled on a a mixture of the the most popular and and best rated and we took the best selling games by a couple of different uh consoles or well i guess two consoles and a pc and then there's a miscellaneous bracket and we listed them uh one to 64 well really one to 16 based on whatever console it is so we we have a n64 bracket we have a ps1 bracket we have a uh, PC or computer bracket and then we have a miscellaneous bracket that allowed us allowed us to put some of the the better better received games and some of our favorites in there as well um and each one we picked off that top best selling list and there's a couple of there's a couple of uh kinks or wrinkles there so if there was a game that had a sequel or a bunch a couple of sequels that would have been in that top 16 we just picked the best selling version of that game so if mm-hmm. if the first one was the best selling or the second one was the best selling that's the one we picked if there was um sort of games that were similar to one another we tried to pick only only one of those as well and we took games that were released from 1989 to 2000 so again we've talked about that in the first episode the 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 decade was sort of one or two years on either side of of the actual 90s and I just want to make sure we point out th- this right here is in no way a comprehensive list. There are games that are some <laughs> of my favorite games that didn't make this list. Joe, I'm sure there are some of your favorite games that didn't make this list. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we we had to do something that that got to get a list together. And I think it's important to say so the the two games that fall outside of or the three games that fall outside of of the actual 90s are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game for the Super Nintendo. Perfect Dark and Tony Hawk Pro Skater um, for the PS1. And those, well, Perfect Dark is actually for the 64 and Tony Hawk Pro Skater is for the PS1. So, and those two were in 2000 and TNMNT was in 1989. Uh, what, what are the things, important things to note? There are a couple of exceptions to the where we took the, we, we tried to take the best selling either original game or sequel depending on which one was was higher more highly rated except for crash bandicoot and unreal tournament because i think unreal tournament is better than unreal and 
Crash Bandicoot. Crash, Bandic- Crash Bandicoot is better than Crash Bandicoot 2. So, at least in my opinion. Joe, do you, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I definitely feel the same way about that. Yep, so, so we have, like I said, we have that N64 bracket, the PS1, PC, and we have that other. And the other has a mixture of SNES games, PC games, all, all the other categories, Sega, uh, PS1. Uh, there were there were a couple notable exceptions that didn't make this list. Um, there were some that were due to age, like Duck Hunt, uh, Halo Combat Evolved, Super Mario Brothers. They missed it by just a, a year or a couple of years. And there were some that were on sort of on the bubble in popularity. Those were things like I don't know, WrestleMania 2000. There was 1080. There was a couple of different ones for the PlayStation that didn't make it. And I'll put a list of those on our Facebook page for people to read what was on the bubble. And there was one game that was in the top 16 for the PS1, but I didn't put it on the list because I don't remember this game at all. Um, so so maybe you remember it. And that's Croc Legend of the Gobos. Gobos. Nope. Gobos. No idea. <laughs> it was the only one that on the PS1 list that didn't really, I didn't remember. So I didn't put it on the list. I skipped it and uh, added the next best games. Yeah. It was it was farther down. It was in the 12 or 13 range anyways. So mm-hmm. um, it didn't mess up the, the, the methodology too much. So that being said, now that we got all that out of the way, you figured out how we did it. And I'll, I'll write up a description of, of, of how we came to the list and also put the bracket itself on our Facebook page so people can check it out. And the link to that page will be in the description of this podcast. Um, this week, we're going to talk about the N64 uh, corner of the bracket. Uh, we'll start with that. We'll, we'll, we'll just go through them. Uh, one verse 16, two verse 15, just like that, and we'll give you a little background of the games, and then Joe and I will duke it out if, if we disagree on which one should be the <laughs> should be the winner. Um, so we'll get started. What, what's the first one on the list, Joe? Uh, first one on the list is Super Mario 64. So Super Mario 64 was the first, I believe it was the first 60, or Super Mario game for the N64. Obviously, it was sort of the logical successor to... Um, to Super Nintendo or, or Super Mario Brothers for Super Nintendo, and and things like that. It's it's the typical 2D platformer for for Mario. It was sort of the flagship Mario game for the N64. Sold 11.8 million copies. Um, it was the the highest selling game on the list and one of the highest selling games overall. I think only Tetris and a, maybe a couple others beat it. So, which which game is this one going up against? It is going up against Cruisin' USA. Now, Cruisin' USA, I was so glad that this one made the list. <laughs> do, do you remember playing Cruisin' USA over I, at uh, a friend Brad's house? I don't have any memory of this game. No? Honestly, I don't remember any of it. I mean, it seems like it's like a an old school like Forza type of game from like the, the gameplay footage I've seen of it and... Like the information I've been reading on about it, but I've never, I don't have any recollection of this game. So there are going to be some of this games. We should, we should point this out up front. There are going to be some of the games on this list that are probably a little bit too old for for you, or probably a little bit too, maybe a little bit too new for for me mm-hmm. in terms of like the '90s or sort of stuff. So 
I I think this cruising USA might be one of them. It, it's sort of your typical racing game, uh, but you sort of it has unique tracks all across the the USA, and each one has sort of as a different theme. And I remember playing it a lot, also at uh, different arcades. It was also a pretty big arcade game. This is this is a pretty decent one sixteen matchup. I'm going to argue pretty heavily for Cruising USA just because it means so much to me. <laughs> but what do you think would be your winner out of this matchup? I, I got to give it to Super Mario 64. I mean, the flagship basic, basically game that launched, not launched, but like was like quintessential N64. Like when you think N64, you think Mar- Super Mario 64. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I don't think I can argue that Cruising USA is a better game than Super Mario 64. So I think that's probably an easy one to move on to the next round. <laughs> yep. So Super Mario 64 takes it. It'll be moving on to face the winner of Donkey Kong 64 or Star Fox 64. This this is your typical 8-9 matchup anybody who watches march madness knows that there's always one eight nine matchup that could go either way uh donkey kong 64 and star fox 64 are sort of two of the i'll, I'll say if, if if super mario 64 is one donkey kong and star fox are like 2a and 2b in terms of the the main games of well the main nintendo uh, main Nintendo published games of mm-hmm. of the of the nineties. Actually, I said that, but I'm not even 100 percent sure that Star Fox was made by Nintendo. So, what are, what are your thoughts on, on on Donkey Kong 64? Um, I love the heck out of Donkey Kong 64. I mean it it gives the the feeling of that old um. Mario feel with um actually with Donkey Kong. And I mean Donkey Kong to me is is more of an interesting character cuz I mean he he doesn't talk. Mario does talk a little bit, but like the noises he makes and the places that he goes um the setting of the game being 100% in the jungle is interesting. Collecting those dang bananas, and what my my favorite my favorite thing about this game is <laughs> at the beginning when you when you boot this game up, you have the Donkey Kong rap, which I don't know if you've ever heard the Donkey Kong rap, <laughs> I, but it I is hilarious. It's pretty it's pretty funny. Uh, I think so. You everybody knows my feelings on. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing, and it stems from the fact that I, I think the characters in Donkey Kong, or the the story behind Donkey Kong sixty four, was always a little more compelling. Uh, I like the I like the different mechanics of the game. It's still sort of the same platformer that Mario is, but mm-hmm. but it has has some different different themes to it. What about what about Star Fox? It's going it's going up against with probably the most quotable line in any of these other games. You know, do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. You do that way better than I do. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Star Fox 64 is, again, like, one of those games that I remember playing, um, not as a kid, but later in life, when, when I was maybe 15 or 16, when one of my friends had it on his N64, and I would go over and we'd play, play through the levels, and I, I enjoyed it, I mean... The, it was clunky, it was difficult to play, but just getting to hear that that famous line made it all worthwhile. This is one that I remember the N64 controller being make or making this game like increasingly or or so much more difficult than than it really needed to be. If it, I think if it had the controllers of today, it would be a lot easier to play. But yeah. that N64 controller just doesn't necessarily do all of the things you needed it to do. But one of the things that I think is important to point out, this was the first game that was included sort of the rumble pack. So that the rumble from uh, that the, the pack that would rumble your, your controller and it came packaged with it. And, and you when you got hit, it would rumble or when you would you would sort of do a fancy move, it would rumble. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's pretty cool. What, what do you what do you think? Which one which one wins for you? Donkey Kong 64 or Star Fox? Uh, to me, I gotta give it to Donkey Kong 64. I mean, that, that old school f- nostalgia feel of moving through the caves and collecting those bananas and barrels. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, so I'm, I'm gonna disagree. I, I think Star Fox oh. 64 is the better game. And it's for the, the reason that you just mentioned. Are you still playing Donkey Kong? Or are you still I, playing Star Fox? I would have to say I would be still playing Star Fox. Yeah, I think I think simply from replayability alone and the fact that like you you said like you said you still played it years later. Yep. I think Star Fox has to take this one. All right. Did I convince you? I I have to say yes. I mean, for the sole fact that yeah, I mean, I I haven't even thought about Donkey Kong 64 in a long time and like Super Mario 64 and Star Fox 64 are the games that I have actual emulators of on my PC. So there we go. The first upset of the tournament so far. <laughs> the nine over the eight. It wasn't a big upset. Either one of those could have won. Oh, if they yeah. weren't playing if they weren't playing each other in this first round or going against oh, each other in this first either, round. Either both of them would have won. Yeah, it would have beat most every other game. Mm-hmm. Uh next on the list is Super Smash Brothers. So the original Super Smash Brothers for N sixty four. And WCW NWO Revenge. Now I'm gonna argue real, real hard <laughs> for WCW NWO Revenge, but I don't think there's any way it's gonna beat Super Smash Brothers. So I'm gonna start with that one. So WCW NWO Revenge is what I think is the best wrestling game for the N64. Uh, some might argue WWF Warzone or WWF No Mercy, but those games all came out after after this one. And I think this game had one of the best rosters of any of the (laughs) wrestling games in the 90s. And it also had one of the best game modes. So we would spend hours and hours and hours just playing that game mode where it was, it was, it was either a fatal four way or, or a six man battle royal or something like that. And we'd all get on, you know, it had to been four. So we'd all get on, Mm -hmm. we'd get on with four people on the N64 and just, do no no eliminations or no disqualifications and just grab weapons from under the ring and just 
beat the living crap out of each other. Yeah. So Sting would have his bed and Hogan would have a chair and, and it would it was so much fun just to do that. And and simply because of that, there wasn't a really great story like there was in, in or a career mode or a or a season mode like there wasn't like no mercy. But it was it was super fun to just get on there and play with four people and and beat the crap out of each other. Unfortunately, it's going up a game against a game that is also really fun to get four people and beat the crap out of each other. Um, and that's Super Smash Brothers. Yes, Super Smash Brothers. One of my all-time favorite N64 games to play with multiple people. I mean, you got classic Nintendo characters fighting it out, duking it out against each other. You got Captain Falcon with his Falcon Punch. You got Mario with his his ultimate smash where he gets the fireballs, and it's just awesome. Yeah, there, there's no real single player to this game. There's no – I mean, there is a single player mode, but, I mean, that's yeah. not what people play this game for. <laughs> and even, to, even today with all of the sequels, I don't even know what they're on. But there was, like, Brawl f- for the game. Um, they're on Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U right now. Oh, okay. So that was uh it's it's still always been putting four people out together and, and having them beat the crap out of each other. Yep. So all right. I, I can't I can't argue one or the other. <laughs> I can't argue su- NWO revenge over Smash Brothers. So it's gonna move on, but I'm gonna be upset about it that one of my favorite games of all time got knocked out in the first round. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to have, it's going to be like that for a couple of games on my list too, so. So, the next matchup, I'm trying to remember, I didn't number my matchups here. So, it's 116, 8, 9, I think 5, 12, and 6, 13, I think. So, the next one on the list is Ocarina of Time, arguably considered one of the best Legends of Zelda games ever created. And Banjo and Banjo Kazooie, and this is actually another one I didn't have on my list of ones that broke broke the the formula. This is this is one that picked Banjo Kazooie over Banjo Tooie, both really excellent games. But I figured show the original here some love since they were both in that top sixteen. This is another one that I think it's going to be hard hard to argue Banjo Kazooie over Ocarina of Time. But why don't you start with with your thoughts on 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 that Legend of Zelda game. Um, yeah, Legends of Zelda, I I never really got into it. I mean, I've I had the GameCube and I had I think was it Twilight Princess or it was one of the 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 GameCube Zelda games and I I for me, I'm you know me. I'm not one of those people that can really get into an RPG style like lengthy um, story-driven game. I'm I'm an, I'm a quick go-getting person that can't really stand some of those games. And this one, to me, felt like that. And I just never got into Legends of Zelda. So, so we're gonna get a lot of hate for this. I'm sure if people <laughs> listen to this, they're gonna yeah. really because I I feel the same way about Zelda. It's it's never been my one of my favorite franchises. It's never been a game that that I've really gotten into any of the games all that much um i've tried over and over again but it was something about it just never really stuck for me i think i feel that way about a lot of the uh, a lot of those rpgs that are that are more on the the jrpg side 
the Japanese RPG sides. It's just mm-hmm. never been something that's appealed to me. Um, but I will say this. This is one Legend of Zelda game that I did play all the way through. And when when you got the ocarina and you're playing it and, and there's something about that music and about going through the levels, trying to get to Zelda to, to save her. And it's... It is a really great game, and I do see why people really love it. the The, the whole time mechanic is really cool, um, but but Banjo and Kazooie have has some really cool game mechanics too. It was sort of it it fit that platformer mold in the sense that you had to jump through to different places, but it also had like a lot of different cool mechanics with with either Banjo or Kazooie depending on. Who, who you were using or controlling at that time. Like Kazooie could help you fly um, over different places and you would get different, different powers as you went through or yeah. different abilities. So I, I like both of them. I, it was, these are, these are two games that, that I don't feel like I'm completely, completely qualified to speak to. I think if we had, a couple of our friends on this game, they'd be able to talk for hours on both of these games. Yeah. Um, Just, just for sheer staying power of legends of Zelda. I'm going to give it to Ocarina of time. What do you think? I agree. I mean, for, for that, for the reason that it's, it's just so good. The music, the gameplay, the, the time portion of it. I mean, I got to, Got to hand it to Ocarina for that one. All right. So Ocarina of Time takes the win. That is, that's the top half of the Nintendo 64 bracket. So just to recap, we have Super Mario 64 beating Cruisin' USA. That's going to take on Star Fox 64 in the next round, which beat out uh, Donkey Kong 64. A tough battle. That was a tough battle. <laughs> Then we've got Super Smash Brothers, who which beat WCW NWO Revenge to my eternal heartbreak, <laughs> which will now be facing Super Smash Brothers and I'll be facing Ocarina of Time in the next round. That's a pretty stacked next round, though. Yeah, yep. That's that's pretty brutal. That round of thirty-two with with Super Mario Brothers versus Star Fox and Super Smash Brothers versus Ocarina of Time. That's going to be tough. Uh, we'll move down to the bottom half of that bracket, and the next one on the list is the four, four, fourteen matchup. I think that's right between Goldeneye, 007, and Wave Racer sixty four. Can we just call this one for Goldeneye? Because I don't really want to spend a whole time talking a whole lot of time talking about Wave Racer sixty four when I don't care about that game at all, and Goldeneye. Oh is one of the most fun games ever. See, I love Wave Racer 64. What? Wave Racer 64. Okay, so so Wave Racer 64 has a special place in my heart because um, me and my friends, my friend Brandon picked this game up on a whim. Just, like, bought it because it, it came with, like, two other games with his N64 that he bought online. And we've spent countless hours playing through this game laughing our our butts off, falling on the floor, trying to continue this game because of the the clunkiness of these wave racers that you have to go over the the waves and it's difficult. And I just have a special place in my heart for for, for Wave Racer 64. 
uh, Wave Racer 64 was like a a less fun version of Jet Moto. It was like <laughs> it was everything that it's, it's true. It, I mean, they were like the, they were the same, except Wave Racer 64 took place in like real life, and Jet Moto you got to fly around on these jet powered jet skis. Yep, and so. I, to put, I mean, this is one of the, this is, so there, there are some on this, there are some matchups on this list that are, are sort of too, the, the, the games are both too good to really have to pick one over the other. I think this is one that the one game is clearly superior <laughs> to the other because GoldenEye or 007 GoldenEye or GoldenEye 007. I think I always said 007, just called it. 007 or just called it GoldenEye, one of the two. Yeah. Uh is one of the most fun games ever. And again, it's the same it's the same type of thing uh with this one as it was with Super Smash Brothers. It's not so much about the the single player mode, which the single player mode was actually pretty fun. Yeah, but I mean um, if you want to if you want to do this, if you want to pay attention to the single player mode, just go watch the movie. Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty much the movie. Uh and it was it was still difficult to play because of, again because of the controls you didn't mm-hmm. have the the dual sticks yet so you couldn't you had to like look around and like aim and got, move around at the like, same time like thumb cramps because you're just trying to spin that 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 joystick around so fast yeah but the the best part was again it was and this is one thing that I think the N sixty four really excelled at and I think Nintendo sort of still excels at this is bringing people together in the same room and letting them play together. Yeah. Uh, this this game playing four player with this game running around trying to get the golden gun and the kill rocket, everybody. The rocket launcher too, man. Yeah, the rocket launcher, or you, you get stuck with just just your hands yeah and just trying to like chop <laughs> <at> chop people. <laughs> and you're like running around saying like no don't hit me like you're trying to chop at them it never works and then the guy comes around the corner and pops you one yeah it's it's really one of the the first multiplayer first person shooters that sort of set the stage for all of the first person shooters that are so popular right now so i, I think it has to win yeah i'm sorry I- I'm sorry. Wave Racer 64 might be special <laughs> to you, but it's not better than GoldenEye. So No, you're right. Yep. GoldenEye's moving on. Next on the list, my favorite racing game. Well, for the N64, <laughs> my favorite racing game is Crash Team Racing. It's still better than both of these. Is Diddy Kong Racing versus Perfect Dark. And it's 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 interesting that these two came after one another because a lot of people consider Perfect Dark sort of the follow-up to GoldenEye. It was sort of the same type of mechanic. They were both developed by Rare. It's it's one of those games that I don't remember playing a whole lot. Mm-mm. I mean, this was a, this was in the in 2000 and by then you got um some of the newer consoles I think were coming out at that time, right? Well, we never had an N64, so it's probably not again, it's probably not fair that we're being this critical of some of these games cuz yeah. I don't think we played them all that as much as we played the PlayStation games. But I think we had moved on from Nintendo to some of the the PlayStation games were coming out at the same time and we were all sort of gearing up for when the Xbox came out. Yeah, PlayStation 2 shortly thereafter. So, but it but it's it's the same it's a first-person shooter like GoldenEye was. And again, like I said, it was developed by Rare as well. And 
it has a singer single player mode and a multiplayer mode and it's it's sort of like I said, it's sort of the same game as Goldeneye, only not with the same double or James Bond theme. Uh, a little bit better graphics, made a little bit later. Another thing to point out: this game also has a cooperative mode, which was fun. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not going to put it above Diddy Kong Racing. Everybody knows how much I love Diddy Kong Racing. We spent 20 <laughs> minutes talking about it the last episode we did. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, what what do you think? Did you play Perfect Dark? Ever play Perfect Dark? I haven't. Nope. I mean, it. Yeah, it was. It was something that I actually had to look up what it was. So. So I think this one's pretty easy. We'll we'll put Diddy Kong Racing move and move it forward. Yeah. All right. This this next matchup. Oh, the next matchup we have. <laughs> it's gonna break my heart. This is this is the this. Is the death matchup? So I, I will say this: the the N sixty four bracket is like the bracket bracket of death, because there's a lot of really great games that if they were if we did it one through sixty four and ranked all of them in order, I don't think we would have had a lot of these matchups because some of no. these are going to be uh, way higher on the list than they actually ended up. Yep. Then so I, I'll let you say it. What what are the next two? What's the next matchup? All right, the, the next matchup is going to be between Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap. <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's rough. I don't. I don't know how we're going to pick one, but uh, we're going to have to. It's it's very difficult because these are two of my all time favorite games on the sixty four. I mean, it's it's so hard to pick. So. Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap let you live like two very different experiences. The first is you sort of get to just have fun with the Pokemon. You get to see them and you get to walk around. It's sort of all of the the collecting fun that the Pokemon games for the Game Boy were. You get to take pictures of them, things like that. You get to post the pictures. I think you could even print them out. I'm pretty sure you could. Yeah. So there's... There's that. And then there's the other bit, which is the other fun part about the Pokemon games or the Pokemon universe. And that's having the Pokemon fight and beat the living crap out of each other. <laughs> so I don't know how we're going to pick a winner here. I, they both have their really good strong suits. They both contain sort of the original 151, which I contend is sort of the golden <laughs> age of Pokemon. People like the new ones, but once it got past like 400 of them, it came became really hard to keep track yeah Yeah. i i have to say it's gonna have to come down to like three sets of criteria number one replayability number two overall enjoyment of the game and number three would you still play it today yeah i that even that's hard though because i think they both have unique things the the thing that maybe either works in pokemon stadium's favor or, or against it is the fact that you sort of needed to have pokemon red blue and or yellow so that you could load your pokemon up and use them to battle against each other yeah and what pokemon snap was more of a contained Sort of thing. You just got to go around taking pictures. Yeah. I, I've, I've got 
strong opinions towards Pokemon Stadium for the sole fact that getting to battle with your favorite Pokemon against your friend is just pure enjoyment. Like, how can you get any better than, than taking, like, picking your four favorite Pokemon to fight against your friend's four favorite Pokemon, seeing who wins, changing up your style, which Pokemon you're going to play with what, and the fact that it's a mystery of which Pokemon you're going to choose also makes that more fun. It was sort of like the card game turned but, into real life. Yeah, turned 3D, so... But with Pokemon Snap, you get to be a Pokemon photographer. <laughs> I I understand that, but once you get through all the levels and and you have to take the like a certain amount of perfect pictures in order to move on to the next section of the game, it does it does get a little frustrating after a while because like you you don't turn quick enough and you only you're get like, like yeah you got to throw that apple perfectly just to hit that meowth that will jump in a certain way to get that perfect picture so you get enough points to move on to the next section. Otherwise, you only get, like, half an ear. Yeah, right. Or, like, a leg. Yeah. All right. I think Pokemon Stadium wins. I think you're right. Just for the fact that you battle against each other. But this is another one that I think we're going to get a lot of crap from uh, because they're both so good. And it, it really is a shame that it, it just worked out this way. I promise I didn't put these two against each other. I was super <laughs> shocked when they, they faced each other in the first round. It's a little depressing. Yep. But that's that's the way it's going to be. So Stadium wins. Last on the list in the bracket is Mario Kart 64 versus Yoshi's Story. So this is the 215 mashup. Mashup. Matchup, not mashup. <laughs> we can mash them together. That'd be fun. I, I guess. I mean, Yoshi's already in Mario Kart. So Yeah, you walk around Yoshi's Island and then um, just every once in a while I'll have to race, each, race people. That'd be, yeah, weird. That'd be interesting. So... Everybody knows Mario Kart 64. Still, Mario Kart's still around. It's 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 your kart racing game. All the game modes we talked about it a lot last episode. Yoshi's Story has some different game modes. There's a story mode and a trial mode. Story mode is sort of your your typical um, story mode is is basically work your way through the different stages and you you try to gather up the fruits. Um, and trial mode is is uh, is timed. You, you you can't get trial mode until you play through story mode and unlock some of the different trials. Uh, I I think this is another one where it, there's a real clear winner. Yoshi's Story is fun, but it can't beat Mario Kart 64. No, I mean Yoshi's Story is it's not it's not like Mario 64 or Donkey Kong 64. It's a 2D side-scroller that just has a little bit of 3D elements in it with the, the way that the characters' models are. Um, Mario 64, Mario Kart 64 has just, like, is amazing. Nothing can, can really beat it out as far as kart racing games, in my mind. I know you're, you're partial to Diddy Kong Racing, but Mario Kart 64, in my mind, is, is great, so... It's it's one of the it's one of the games that I still have, so I I can't really I can't really fault it for for beating Yoshi's Story. Yeah. So Mario Kart sixty four takes that one. So the bottom half of the bracket, just to recap, is going to be 
007, well, 007 GoldenEye beat Wave Racer 64, and it'll face Diddy Kong Racing, which beat out Perfect Dark. And then we have Pokemon Stadium, which beat Pokemon Snap, facing Mario Kart 64, which beat, as we just said, Yoshi's Story. So that'll be the round of 32 in the N64 bracket. Next, uh, next week's episode, that's all we're going to do this time around. Um, next week's episode, we're going to be moving to our other bracket. I think this is going to be the most fun because there's a lot of different, a, a good mix of games in there, and there's some really, really cool matchups. Yeah. Um, and there's 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 a couple that I threw in there just because I really love them, and, and <laughs> uh, they probably don't deserve to make this list at all, but they're going to be on it, and I don't care. So... That is, do you have, what's your biggest surprise from the first round so far? My biggest surprise is, um, Star Fox 64 beating out Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, I think that's probably the only one that was a shock. It, it, Stadium beating Snap is, is kind of a shock, but that's, that's a tough matchup anyways. Yeah. Yeah. They're both great. And I don't, the rest of them sort of all went, all went like you, like you'd expect. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Again, check out our Facebook page for the full bracket, and we'll keep updating it as we move through uh, the different rounds. Let us know on that Facebook page which which ones you, you thought we screwed up on, which ones should have beat uh, our, our winners. I'm sure there are some, some good opinions out there that, that differ from ours. So, again, thank you for listening. We'll, we'll see everybody next time with our other other bracket. <laughs> All right, see you guys.